Welcome to the Winner's Guide to Losing Football Bets Fantasy Football Edition. I am your host, Paul. This episode, I will be looking at the wide receiver position from a fantasy football mindset. This will be a little bit different than the quarterback position, as I will not be doing a receiver rankings, as the position is just too deep, but I will do a general evaluation of each team's passing game, as well as looking at players to either move up or down in your own rankings. Tier 1. Cincinnati Bengals, Buffalo Bills, Philadelphia Eagles, Dallas Cowboys, Minnesota Vikings, and the Seattle Seahawks. The Bengals have the perfect scenario for drafting wide receivers. And you can draft their top three playmakers because Joe Burrow is that guy. The only downside will be week-to-week consistency. The Bills are in a similar situation, and while their receiver group isn't as deep, they have little care for their run game. So Diggs and Gabriel Davis rule the roost. Philadelphia? Philly fans don't deserve A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, or Jalen Hurts. They deserve Carson Wentz and Jalen Rieger. On to the Minnesota Vikings. By the time this airs, Dalvin Cook has been released, and the Vikings will likely want to throw the ball 50 times a game, which is fine for Cousins, who thrives in contract year production. Dallas Cowboys. Dak Prescott is limited as to who he can be, but the combo of CeeDee Lamb and Brandon Cooks should light up the fantasy scoreboard. And finally, the shocker of this group is Seattle. But Metcalf and Lockett's numbers went up last year after finally being rid of lizard person Russell Wilson. Jackson Smith and Jigba has great keeper value if you have that option. Tier 2. Miami Dolphins, San Diego Chargers, Kansas City Chiefs, Jacksonville Jaguars, Detroit Lions, Green Bay Packers, the San Francisco 49ers. The Miami Dolphins have the best old new talent at wide receiver in the league. It's all on Tonga Vailoa to stay healthy for this to be a top two receiving group in the league. San Diego Chargers. There is nothing wrong with Herbert, but it's the age of Allen and Williams that keeps them from the top tier but Quentin Johnston could be a monster. Kansas City Chiefs. I only have them here because of Patrick Mahomes, but this receiver group is weak in on-field production, with a majority of production coming from tight end Travis Kelsey. This is a group dangerously approaching third-tier status. Jacksonville Jaguars. They look to build off a solid season between Trevor Lawrence and Christian Kirk. Calvin Ridley should be a solid PPR contributor. Detroit Lions. Amon Ra St. Brown is a problem in the league, but it might not be until Jamison Williams returns where the rest of this group really rounds into form. Green Bay Packers. Jordan Love 
Christian Watson, and Romeo Dobbs all have a year or more in this offense. And while they might want to be a running team, my belief is they turn into a sneaky good pass offense. The San Francisco 49ers. This team goes through Christian McCaffrey. So relying on Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel to carry your team is difficult, but both could end the season with 1,000 yards and 8-plus touchdowns. Tier 3. The New York Jets, Baltimore Ravens, Las Vegas Raiders, Washington Commanders, Chicago Bears, New Orleans Saints, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the Los Angeles Rams. This tier I have rated more for individual performances despite being on less than scary offensive teams. Quarterback play might elevate some of these players, but you're counting on the player to be better fantasy than the team as a whole. The New York Jets have a major issue at quarterback, and while the majority of the Jets fandom believes it's, it's Super Bowl or bust, I think they're going to be a major bust. The Baltimore Ravens are bringing in a new offensive coordinator, who has shown to be great for quarterbacks, but this receiving group has a lot of questions, even with a more competent passer. Las Vegas Raiders. Devontae Adams and group will be severely limited as to big play production, regardless of if Garoppolo is healthy or not. Washington Commanders. They also suffer the same issue as the Raiders, but Sam Howell is a greater unknown, so you kind of have to lean on the Raiders here. Chicago Bears. Can Justin Fields continue to improve his pass efficiency? New Orleans Saints. Michael Thomas is still on the team, but why? Chris Olave is the only value here with maybe a third with a fractured Derek Carr. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Evans and Godwin have gone from Brady to Baker. That sucks. Los Angeles Rams. I think Cooper Cup can have a nice season, but at age 30, coming off a season-ending surgery with a quarterback with a bad back doesn't bode well here. Tier 4. Cleveland Browns, Pittsburgh Steelers, Houston Texans, Indianapolis Colts, Denver Broncos, New York Giants, Carolina Panthers, and the Arizona Cardinals. The Texans, Colts, and Panthers will likely be starting rookie QBs. The Browns have Amari Cooper, but not much else with an iffy QB at this point. Kenny Pickett needs to show massive improvement for the Steelers. Russell Wilson is as bad of a quarterback the Broncos will ever have in their history. And Daniel Jones is not a winner for the Giants. Oh, yeah, and the Cardinals are fucking a complete mess. Tier 5. The Atlanta Falcons, the Tennessee Titans, and the New England Patriots. This group here just has a lack of passing and receiving talent across the board. I do like Drake London in Atlanta, but this team wants to run, and he might only get five targets a game. 
Now, onto my top five don't reach players. I'm not staying away from drafting these players, but I'm probably not going to get the opportunity as someone will likely draft these players too early. Player five, rookie Jackson Smith and Jigba, Seattle Seahawks. While Seattle won't run the ball as much as Atlanta, they do want to be a run-heavy team. Unless Tyler Lockett begins to show his age, as he will be 31, Jackson could have a respectable football season, but below-average fantasy production. Player 4, Odell Beckham Jr., Baltimore Ravens. Not only do I not like that he hasn't been a strong fantasy player over the last six seasons, or that he will be 31 as well, but until Lamar can show he can hang in the pocket and throw the ball 35 times a game consistently, there is too much speculation. And I know some dweeb is going to view this as a can't-miss hit. I smell bust all over this. Player 3, DeAndre Hopkins, team unknown. This could change. But Hopkins, like Beckham, and the next player on this list will all be 30 or older and coming off of substantial injuries. You don't want to start drafting Beckham or Hopkins until you reach the point where you're guessing on what receivers might have fantasy productivity. So around rounds five or six, depending on the size of your league. Player two, Cooper Cup, Los Angeles Rams. While I do have major doubts about the previous two players, I do feel Cooper Cup will be a fine fantasy player. He's just not going to produce like expected, in my own opinion. He is crafty, but any lost step will drop his production to perhaps a third or fourth round graded receiver. And player one, Devontae Adams, Las Vegas Raiders. What hurts Adams has nothing to do with what he has done, but what the Raiders are doing. Sure, his age isn't helping, but there's no reason to believe he couldn't put up another Hall of Fame year with a quarterback who can push the football. But Jimmy Garoppolo, or Brian Hoyer, if it comes to it, isn't it. Adams isn't going to get the deep shots he always seems to win. I have Adams as my 10th best fantasy receiver, which would still potentially have him going in the second round, but I'd prefer to have him in the third round. My great value receivers. These are the receivers that if you draft them a round or two earlier than expected, will likely get you some trash talk, but will also provide you with more fantasy wins. These five players not many have high value on, but I think will be better than their preseason rankings. Player five, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Cleveland Browns. I know I said that Amari Cooper is the only guy to draft here, but Donovan Peoples-Jones is still a young receiver, and if Amari Cooper starts to show any lack of speed, skill, he is going to take up a lot of those receptions and potential red zone targets. Player four, Drake London, Atlanta Falcons. Another player that 
is in a system that wants to run the football and run it consistently. But Drake London was one of the top wideouts in terms of targets as rookie receivers last year. If Desmond Ritter has a player that he wants to go to, Atlanta didn't draft anybody. So it's either going to be Drake London or Kyle Pitts. And Pitts is coming off an injury season. So I do like Drake London. Player three, Michael Pittman Jr., Indianapolis Colts. He was targeted more than people realize, and he had receptions. He didn't have the touchdowns. He didn't have the yards per game that I would have liked. But with a young Anthony Richardson who could be chucking the football, Michael Pittman is looking to be a guy who can win those 50-50 balls. I like him for more than 10 touchdowns this season. Player two, DJ Moore, Chicago Bears. As soon as DJ Moore was traded from Carolina to Chicago, people started devaluing him right away. But Justin Fields' completion percentage has gone up from year one to year two. I think with a competent receiver like DJ Moore, Justin Fields' completion percentage is going to go up and DJ Moore is going to get a lot of good looks because of Justin Fields' running capabilities. Player one, Rashid Shahid, New Orleans Saints. I don't have great faith in Michael Thomas even being a relevant receiver non-fantasy. Rashid was an undrafted free agent who was on the practice squad the first five weeks, had seven catches over his first six games, but finished the final five games with 20 catches for 334 yards, averaging 16 yards a reception. He's already getting love from PFF, so watch how he performs in training camp and the preseason games to gauge where you should target him. Receiver philosophy. Clearly I've shown this episode I don't care too much about ranking the players, but identifying receiver groups to look at. Cincinnati has the best situation in a deep young receiver group and a quarterback who is going to get them the ball at any spot on the field. Juxtaposed are the New England Patriots, who have very little talent at wide receiver and a terrible quarterback situation. This is why the tiers are so important to identify. There shouldn't be a receiver from the tier three or below group drafted in the first two rounds outside of Devontae Adams. And as I have stated, that for me is a bit of a reach. When you evaluate receivers, you also need to evaluate the quarterback. Now there can be outliers. Amari Cooper was one of 11 receivers to have 75 or more receptions, 1,000 yards receiving, and eight plus touchdowns. This on a team led by Jacoby Brissett and then a largely ineffective Deshaun Watson. PFF has him as the 17th best receiver and a fourth round standard draft grade. But my guess is he could fall further. So my philosophy is to grab one receiver in the first or second round, then grab a running back in two of the first three rounds. Because I know a guy like Amari can fall to me in the fourth round. And while he doesn't have huge upside, he will be a dependable player. 
because there is nothing more frustrating than a player who is a top 10 player, but only because of three or four weeks of going off. We'll call it the Marquise Brown effect, Hollywood Brown. A player who can pop off for eight, nine, 10 plus catches, but has only three touchdowns and six 100 yard games in four seasons. Now back to my 11 players who were in the 75, 1008 club last year. Only four of those 11 were in the club the previous year, with six being first-time receivers in this club. In fact, if you go back 10 years, over 60% of the receivers who finished in this zone had done so for the first time, meaning you can find receivers in later rounds who have the potential to be in the club of 75 receptions, 1,000 yard receiving, and eight touchdowns. This is all to say that the receiver group in fantasy football is a complicated position to draft. Last year, there was a debate between DJ Moore and AJ Brown and who had the greatest value in fantasy football. I was not in a position to draft either in my keeper league. I instructed a friend to draft both AJ Brown and Jalen Hurts. And while he was able to draft A.J. Brown, someone else drafted Hurts. Last year, I kept Pittman over Mike Williams. And while Pittman wasn't a stud, he was top 10 in receptions in the entire league. That's consistent points in a PPR league as opposed to Mike Williams, who finished with 30 yards fewer and the same amount of touchdowns with 30 less receptions and four more missed games. I draft for consistency at the receiver position. It will keep you afloat while you figure out your running back position. Next episode. I will be looking at running backs with my rankings and philosophies for drafting the position. Until the next episode, I'm Paul for the Winner's Guide to Losing Football Bets.